Hey, this is Sean Leary, and welcome back to QC Uncut, your podcast for uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. We are living in the era of coronavirus and social distancing, but we are also living in the era of great technology and it's not too difficult to master in regard to doing a podcast. So uh, I am talking on the phone here. We are maintaining our, our at least six-foot distance um, with Maria Dickman, who is the second ward alderman from Davenport. Maria, thanks a lot for being on the show. Absolutely. Now, there were a couple things I wanted to talk to Maria about in regard to Davenport, but one of the first things I want to talk to her about is a really, really cool thing that she has been doing uh, during this time of social isolation. And one of the things, obviously, that um, caregivers have had a difficult time with is finding uh, masks and for people finding masks because obviously the hoarders grabbed a lot of them and there was a shortage to begin with and one of the things Maria has been doing and I think this is such a cool idea is making masks for people to utilize um, and then leaving them outside of her house and then people can come and pick them up if they want a mask to wear a face mask mask for um you know to to go out and to protect themselves from potentially getting the coronavirus so maria how did you first come about doing this yeah so um it was kind of an idea that i'd had just kind of for myself you know oh hey you know maybe it could be good to make a mask um and then it was uh originally a post from my friend annette who uh, operates cool beans who's uh, right across the, the river from me here which shameless plug for her uh, you should definitely uh, order out from them and you know visit them once the uh, life is operational again um but her uh, significant other works at the hospital and it was you know they posted some a pattern for how to make this mask um and you know it was kind of a outrage that it's needed but you know please also do make them um so i downloaded it and started you know working away and uh, putting them together um and then I even decided to make like a little tutorial video because I found the instructions a little bit confusing and just, you know, it's easier when you see someone actually doing it as opposed to trying to follow along with a picture. Um, so I think a couple of people have kind of followed along through that. Uh, and I just crossed the 60 mark today of um, making masks to donate. Primarily, they've gone to um, nurses that... A friend of a friend was saying you're so, you're, so, you're okay there you go you sounded better you're sounding like a cylon there for a second oh sorry now you sound um, good okay yeah so a friend of a friend was is a nurse and was saying hey we're running short um and so i kind of like went into you know sweatshop mode to try to <laughs> knock out as many masks as i could and uh got them a bunch and been working on that and i sent some to some people you know i got messages from you know people out in you know, california that i had known in high, you know middle school and you know there's there's a big need all over mm-hmm. um so i've just been basically trying to make them as fast as i can and get them out to friends and you know people who need them in the community and you know then uh, obviously nurses as much as possible since i feel like nurses and teachers are like pretty much the highest right. rank on like people i adore in the world and, and now okay let, let, let me rewind here for a second 
You mean to tell me that, okay, Annette's partner is a caregiver uh, within the medical profession, and those people within the medical profession have been putting it out there to the private sector to help them make masks? Yeah, because they're desperate. Oh, my God. Yeah, like it's, you know... Misman- you know, I don't know if it's mismanagement or if it's just, um, well, okay, I know it's mismanagement somewhere, but, you know, that the, they can't get, you know, that the suppliers are, were, the suppliers were not warned that they were going to need to up production so much, and so they aren't able to meet the orders. Um, well, it's good that – are you uh, aware of anyone else locally who's been doing this or anyone else – is there a Facebook group out there, people across the country who have been doing similar um, things to help out those uh, in the, the service industry and medical profession? Yeah, so I know that like Joanne Fabrics and Crafts is um, offering a thing where you can just pick up the pieces and the elastic and put it together. Um, I know someone else, I don't know if she wants me to name her or not, but, um, is also, you know, she cut out a ton and was just waiting to put the elastic together. Um, so yeah, I got added to, you know, Facebook group about, you know, basically, can we, what can we do to, to build or to make as many masks as possible? And I had friends reach out, just personal friends who said, Hey, what can I do to help? You know, I had some donated, uh, the style that I use uses hair ties someone bought like a gross of hair hair ties for me to use and someone else had given me the initial fabric and some friends have even you know cut out pieces so that all I have to do is assemble them um how much is this costing you it hasn't cost me a ton yet just time because the fabric was donated to me um so it was basically just the, the hair ties that I went out bought all of at the uh the local dollar store mm-hmm. which is why i wanted to give them away for free because you know it, i don't i don't want to make money off of this i right. want to just do good in the community i feel terrible just kind of sitting at home you know i mean i'm doing my part you know social distancing but wanted to try to do something for the people who are, are really most kind of keeping society functioning and these are official masks that can be used in what situations? What um, I know that there are different types of masks and different levels in terms of um, preventative uh, ability. What uh, level are these masks that you're you're making? So they're designed. They have a pocket so that if you have, uh, I think it's called a 0.3 micron filter. Um, so if you have that and like the little tape to totally seal off your face then it's the you know certified protective yada yada um but obviously then without that then it's you know not quite up to that level but it's something is better than nothing Mm -hmm. um how many of these have you made and how long have you been doing this how long does it take you to make a mask yeah so i just started saturday and i'm I've made about 60, and I'm in the process of a couple today still. Um, I've been churning out, you know, somewhere between, you know, 15 and 20-some each day. Yeah, because today is Tuesday. Um, yes. So. Um, 
how did how did the you know i mean aside from like annette saying this you know what got you to the point where you're like okay i'm just gonna you know go all out and make a ton of these things um as opposed to you know kind of just be like okay i'm gonna make these for people that i know and people you know that are close to me etc honestly it was just the amount of requests that i've gotten and continued to get um you know people know that the supplies are running short um you know that i'm giving them away for free and so you know i've been asked to mail them to you know people and i mean a lot of it was uh, the nurses that the the friend of a friend Mm -hmm. um and you know to to think about nurses you know exposing themselves to to this kind of stuff without protective gear you know it's like no i will sew faster Mm-hmm. Um, you also do custom orders, and I've seen the masks are really cool. They're like, okay, you've got some that are like Iowa Hawkeye masks, and some that have you know patterns that are like for kids and stuff like that. How did you you know start doing those type of masks? And uh, are you taking requests from people like, oh, could I do this? And if they bring you the the, the fabric and what have you, would you make a mask for them? absolutely do that um it was honestly that the fabric that i got from my friend happened to include you know the hawkeye fabric and i thought that that would be kind of fun for somebody you know if you're stuck wearing a mask all day at least you get to be you know showing love for your favorite sports team Mm -hmm. um and then you know because i have kids myself um i wanted to try to make ones that would fit them a little better so i kind of experimented with the scale on the size um, so I did like a 75% one and an 85% one so that, you know, if you've got kids that were would be a little too small. Um, I've also heard there's a need for slightly bigger ones, so I might try that next. Um, what uh, what has the reaction been from people so far in regard to this? And um, what, are, what are some of the, you know, maybe the best reactions that you've gotten, some of the things that have really maybe touched your heart or, you know, made you feel like you were making a difference? Um, the, the reaction has been like completely positive. <laughs> My kids just walked in the room, so they might be announcing themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've gotten messages from people just saying, "Hey, you're doing great work. That's really awesome." Um, and you know, I mean, we're not um, you know, humans aren't immune to getting little pats on the back. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it is nice to you know feel the community kind of pulling together and be like yeah this is something that we can do this is something we can you know take part of cool how do you feel about that how do you feel how do you feel personally you know making a difference in the community well it definitely beats sitting at home saying i wish i could do something Mm -hmm. that is true um anything else you'd like to add in regard to that um just you know, if there's anybody who has some sewing talent, um, I have all the stuff posted on my Facebook page publicly so that if anybody wants to attempt it themselves, that they can give it a shot. Cool, cool. Um, let's m- move on to talking about a couple other things regarding Davenport, given that you are okay. the second ward alderman. Um, you yeah. also... You also... Yeah. <laughs> They're cute. I'm keeping them. Yeah, we can, <laughs> well, that's we can good to know, how, Maria. Uh, being quarantined with your kids is uh, quite the experience. Uh-huh. Um, you also ran for, or you're running for Scott County Board of Supervisors, and I find this interesting. You're typically a Democrat, but you're running as a Republican. Why is that? 
Well, so I wanted to kind of nudge the conversation. Uh-huh. I've had some experiences lately with uh, the Scott County system that um, left me with some concerns, you know, primarily that they still aren't recording their meetings. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, that their policies, like, for their attorney's office and for their the jail are out of date, mm-hmm. we'll call it. Um, and, you know, as I've been running, I've heard, you know, kind of some stories about spending that were concerning mm-hmm. as, you know, a taxpayer resident. Right. That, you know, the, the checks and balances system is turned more into a, oh, you think you need it? Okay, rubber stamp. Right. Um, and that's the kind of thing that I think, you know, if I was going to do a run to kind of try to nudge the conversation, um, you know, I, I didn't want to just go to the echo chamber. You know, I, I like having conversations with people who have different, you know, federal and state sometimes level political beliefs because there's actually a lot that we agree on when it comes to, you know, local and county level, you know, like having the county board not just be a rubber stamp for spending is important. You know, having uh, investment in a way that's kind of future cost containment, you know, we can't prevent all increases from ever happening because inflation exists, but it's important to... Uh, it's important to use the resources that we have available now to try to, you know, have cost containment in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that that's uh, a good idea because given the fact that there's so much intense tribalism in politics, and I'm, I'm a person, I don't think there should be any political parties whatsoever. I think that people should have to run on their own merits, and if we abolished political parties, things would move a lot more smoothly because people would have to regard each other as human beings and as people who may have similar uh, beliefs as them, as opposed to just instantly liking or disliking someone because they have a D or an R next to their name. So I'm all for that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's sports teams, and it's right. you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I would love to help nudge the Republican Party. Most of the Republican voters who I've talked to would love to, you know, be the party of Lincoln and Eisenhower and Teddy Roosevelt again. Mm-hmm. So if I can do my part to help nudge it that way, then you know, I think I'm doing something good. Right. Um. Let's talk a little bit about Davenport real quick. Um. How have, uh, you know, businesses in your ward and how do you think uh, people and businesses in general have been um, impacted and adapting to all of the the issues with coronavirus and social distancing and obviously the lack of business that's been coming their way? Yeah, I mean, as much as possible, I've seen a lot of people in the community kind of trying to mitigate the worst impacts of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Facebook pages about, you know, where can you still get takeout from local businesses, which I think is really important because, you know, your, your local businesses are, are really the staples of your community. Yeah, there's, um, there's a huge one on quadcities.com, I hear. Yeah. The biggest in the quad cities. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I've been using that list myself, actually. Good, good. That's why we did it, because we, we wanted to help out local businesses, and so we got all these businesses together on that list on, on quadcities.com. So. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, and then, you know, people are, are, you know, reaching out to their neighbors that might be, you know, elderly or immunocompromised or, or whatnot to 
make sure they're getting what they need. So it's, you know, it's kind of uh, almost, you know, a, a beautiful community moment to see how much we actually care about each other. Um, unfortunate that that took, you know, an epidemic to get us to right. that point. Right. Um, now one of the things, it was interesting because I was uh, going over Arsenal Bridge the other day, and I was with my son, and we were both noticing, oh, my God, look at how high the water is. And, of course, we overlook now the fact that it was just a few weeks ago people were talking about the fact that there's projected flooding on a level the same as last spring, and obviously we know how well that went last spring. Um, and, I mean, it, it paralyzed the city of Davenport and knocked out a ton of businesses over the course of several months. Um, what preventative measures have been taken, if any, in regard to these these floods that um, have been projected to be coming, and um, especially given the fact that the business is already hard hit but from the coronavirus issue, how is that going to, to you know hit them harder or, or how, how is the city going to adapt to that to, to um, helping the businesses out who are already hard hit because of that and now they got flooding on the way yeah so the there has been quite a few updates to kind of the the flood response documents and things of that nature public works has been um, you know pretty much working on stuff since last flood mm-hmm. um, to you know, try to get everything, you know, updated to include, you know, the various recommendations of the core and, and whatnot. Um, but there's also, you know, there's the short term, like, we got to prepare for this year and deal with that. And, you know, public works is, of course, already strained because, you know, if someone travel has to travel out of state, then there's a quarantine. Um, so we've been uh, really fortunate to have, you know, staff members that are just so dedicated Um and then, uh, but there's also, yes, the, you know, the long-term planning. And I know, like, the 8th Ward Alderman has been really focused on what can we do, you know, to, to work with the river. And, um, you know, one of the at-large aldermen has been, you know, pointing out, like, you know, look how long it took Cedar Rapids to, you know, break ground on their long-term flood mitigation. Um, so there's there's lots of kind of long and short-term steps being done and in my opinion at least the the city has been doing everything it can to uh, remediate you know the possibility that we'll have a repeat of last year um what uh what some what are some of the things that uh that have been done in regard to that um in terms of i know that last year the barriers we're overwhelmed. Right. So um, what the, are some the of the barriers? We've taken the the median where the basically where the median was compromising mm-hmm. um, the integrity that's now gone. Um, the goes are being stacked differently. The inspections are happening more regularly. Oh, uh, <laughs> you want a more detailed approach? I, I, bring in someone from public works but mm-hmm. i don't want to don't want to risk going off my memory right, and putting right. out misinformation right um what's it been like being on the you know uh, on the border of two states who um are at different levels in terms of uh, preparedness in terms of where they're at regarding um 
you know, COVID-19. Illinois obviously seems to be ahead of the curve in terms of things. Iowa's kind of lagging back a little. You know, Kim Reynolds isn't moving as quickly as J.B. Pritzker in a lot of ways. Um, You know, what are your feelings in regard to that? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a layer of chaos Mm -hmm. to, you know, have the two states that are, you know, working together as a region. Um, We're, you know, there is actually uh, the the level of intergovernmental cooperation is is kind of so good that it's creating its own problem of so many people want to participate that it um, you know you can all, you know virtual meeting spaces uh, also have limitations on how well they function. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I kind of take the philosophy sometimes of maybe it's better when I'm not in the way. Uh-huh. Um, you know that if there's not something where I have expertise I can add, I can wait to get the brief from somebody who was there. Right. Um, you know, that's sometimes it's the, the best leadership can be, you know, knowing when you can be useful in the process. Right. Um, what are you looking forward to um, most doing once the uh, we're out of, um, out of quarantine? Oh, man. Like seeing friends (laughs) i i I am such an extrovert so you know being able to you know have play dates with the girls friends and you know game nights with my own friends and you know take them to do you know fun family stuff you know water parks and the like cool um anything else that you'd like to add that we have not talked about today um, let's see, I just wanted to circle back real quick to, you know, the Scott County thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of different elections happening, um, at that level. Um, and one of the things, one of the reasons I, I ran is that there is, um, there's a lot of disparity issues, uh-huh. uh, specifically around, along, you know, racial makeup and one of the issues is that scott county doesn't even report it's the you know ethnic ethnic makeup of uh its inmates you you can go through and spend three hours writing it down and figuring it out but that's not something that citizens should have to do to figure it out um and so that's you know kind of one of the things that I'm hoping to accomplish with my run is at least draw attention to the fact that there is disparity and then hopefully being able to do something to address it. Um, and I know like there's uh, the sheriff's race is a big one that's coming up where the current sheriff does not seem to believe that there is even the possibility of disparity, which, you know, if you're not, if you're not willing to, acknowledge a problem i'm less than optimistic about your chances at solving it that is true yeah cool well it's it's not it's sounding like you have your hands full maria oh my goodness they are you know earlier i heard them yelling listen to my words i was like all right well at least i'm not doing terribly as a parent Uh, but you know it's hard when you've got multiple kids in the house and they're um, you know, getting under each other's skin, getting oh, yeah. under, you know, parents getting, you know, there's usually a little <laughs> bit of a relief in terms of they go separate places and do separate things, but uh-huh. we're all making it through and they're, 
they're learning how to entertain themselves because they kind of have to after a point. And that's kind of, that's important. It's a lot. It's something that a lot of kids have not had to do, you know. Um, yeah. And so it's a different. It's a different situation. Like I said to my son, I said, you know what? This is something that you're all going to talk about when you're like 21 and you're first going out to the bars and meeting up with people you haven't seen in a while. You know, oh yeah, remember uh, you know coronavirus where we all were all stuck in the house and blah blah blah. You know, it's going to be one of those yep. touchstones for this generation, for Generation Z in particular, where um, it's something they're all going to remember having gone through. Yeah. And hopefully, 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 everybody emerges safely, and yeah. you know, there and there isn't a, a lot of you know tragedy and, and people who are who are dying and things of that nature around here, right. just in general. Um, I, well, yeah, obviously. Um, and so hopefully it's, you know, hopefully everybody will do everything they can to, you know, and that's, that's, I think the important part for younger folks is to not say, yeah, I'll probably survive. It's to say like, no, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to be, you know, a typhoid Mary. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that that's one, that's the thing that people need to recognize is the fact that it's not, it's not only them, it's the people that they could potentially spread the disease to, um, while they may recover. And the strain that it puts on the medical system. Right. Mm-hmm. Nurses and doctors are already doing great work, so let's not make them work twenty-hour shifts. Right, exactly. They deserve to, you know, have a life too, and and to be able to, you know, spend time with their loved ones who are dealing with this issue. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like I should uh, get going. Well, Maria, yeah. thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work in regard to the masks. What should people? How should people contact you? Should they find you on Facebook to look at? Uh, yeah, they you know, can okay. find me on Facebook or my number. Sure, it's very easy to look up since I'm an elected official. Right. Um, but yeah, anybody who needs one, just um, reach out to me. Uh, I'd rather, you know, community be protected. Right. Cool. Maria, thank you so much. I'll let you get back to your kids. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye. And thank you for listening to QC Uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. Again, thanks a lot to my guest, Maria Dickman, who took time out of her busy day to talk with us today over the phone. And again, stay safe out there during this time of social distancing. Um, Be smart, utilize common sense, wash your hands, don't be going out into large groups. Um, As we mentioned earlier, it's really important to utilize those common sense measures, not just to prepare, uh, not just to um, protect yourself, but to protect the people around you. Because even if you may have a mild case of of coronavirus or, or might not be impacted by it too much, the fact that you can carry it to someone else who is more vulnerable um, and may be seriously impacted by it is something that we all want to avoid. So again, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Continue to uh, check out quadcities.com. We're doing our best to give you um, lots of information, entertainment, links to things to do while we're all kind of social distancing. So um, thank you so much and have a great day. I'm Sean Leary. Thanks for listening.